up I can't go quiet on Torians I'm big with the vibe, can't open up But I can't go higher Oh, oh, but then yeah, sleep well Let me get my rest You know I never can Be playing all in my head Oh, look, oh, again But details I'd rather spare You know I got no room left In my big, my big old head Over, over again What's going on? Welcome. It's uh, the 10th of January, 2022, which means uh, if you can do the math correctly, yes, it is another Monday. I said I was going to do these on Sundays. Well, guess what? Psych. Uh, I also plan to do it on Sundays, and I, I tricked myself into doing it at Monday at 10 p.m. because life. But welcome to the second episode. I didn't think we'd make it this far, I'll be honest. Uh, usually I quit everything I ever start in my life, uh, but not this, not this. I made it one week, and boy, is this going to be a good one. Buckle up. Let's see. Last week went pretty long. I don't know, an hour or so, hour and some change, and uh, this week we'll probably try to keep it at 30 minutes. We're watching the, the Georgia-Alabama game right now. It's 13-12, to 12, national championship. And, of course, defense wins championships. Another low-scoring game. Georgia's defense just holding strong at the goal line. All those five-star recruits, and then they get injured, and then they got another five-star they can put in. And then people are like, how are they so good? Every What do you mean? They get the best recruits in the nation. They should dominate. They should go undefeated. They should beat every team by 60. Shouldn't be close. So we should. we really shouldn't applaud them for being good. We should talk down on them. Um, let's see. I'm going to reiterate what I said last week. Don't hold me accountable. Four words, I think. Whatever comes out of my mouth is not the views of the Air Force or the Department of Defense. We got an email today about cyberbullying, and I will not do any of that on this podcast. I care about people most of the time. And, uh, yeah, there's just no place for that type of, uh, bullying. Plus this isn't, is this cyber? Would this be considered cyber bullying? If I, I always think like Facebook. So as long as I don't put the podcast on Facebook, then I can't cyber bully anybody. I really just, I bully myself and probably my family. That's, uh, those are the victims of my crimes. Lock me up, throw away the key. What do we got to talk about this week? We got uh, some pretty good, uh, some pretty good topics here. First thing we'll start with. Uh, thank you for everybody who wrote in to the email org box, the uh, what the hill podcast at gmail dot com. Um, all of the zero emails I received have been answered, and uh, I've emailed all of you back uh, as expected. Yeah, no, no emails this week, and they say good things to come. Good things come to those who wait, and. Uh, I might be waiting a long time before I finally get an email with a question to the or, to the podcast Gmail account. I probably have one follower um, myself. I follow my own podcast. I'm trying to boost the numbers and really just persuade YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify to give me you know, to sponsor me. Give me a deal. Pay me. Pay me for my time. But I, oh 
Yeah, we might be waiting a while. So if if people want to write in to the uh, to the email box, go for it. I would love to answer your your questions as long as they're well. I was gonna say as long as they're appropriate. Actually, I prefer they be inappropriate. Throw throw me some curveballs. I'll still hit homers. Come on, bring it on. Let's see what you got. Just don't ask me Air Force shit. I swear, some, the first question I'm going to get is something about the Air Force. I'm going to be like, nope, because then I'm going to cyber bully somebody. And the chief of staff of the Air Force, that's a priority for them. You can't. Don't hurt people's feelings. Can't do that. Unless you do it in person. You can do it in person. Just don't do it over social media because then it's cyber bullying. Bullying them in person will allow that. Just kidding. Yikes. That's probably borderline. It's, oh, come on. Everybody knows. Every job, there's that one guy or gal. Who knows? Maybe females, too. See? We're not we're not picking sides here. Right on the fence. Um, I found out from talking to my lovely bride that my bright idea last week of having Starbucks sell coffee gum has already been invented. She was like, they already sell coffee gum and looked at me like I was stupid. And I was like, bitch, I don't go to Starbucks. I don't pay $5 for a coffee. Are you kidding me? I get an energy pack for a dollar at the, at the gas station. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sniffling. I hope the mic's not picking that up. It's not COVID. It's just, again, 39 degrees. Blaze trail. 39 degrees in this man cave because I have to separate myself from where my kid who is sleeping can hear me rant and rave I'm going to raise my voice and probably yell. And next thing you know, she's going to come knocking on my office door if I was inside and say, Daddy, what the fuck? Keep it down, dude. Keep it down. I'm trying to get my fucking beauty sleep, Dad. And I'd be like, shut up, you little brat. Just kidding. I love her. I don't say those things to her face. I, I, I cyberbully my daughter, and she's two. But it'll just toughen her up because if can you imagine if cyberbullying is what it is now? what it's going to look like in 10 or 20 years. Oh, the pettiness that's going to go on online between teenage girls. I can't even imagine what it's going to look like. I can't fathom it, but it's going to be rough. And that's what you got to prepare your kids for. The bullying of the past can push into a locker. Dude, that's weak. That is old school. That's it's just, ugh. Could you imagine if they did that in 15 years? How easy that would be? These kids would be like, really? You're going to push me into a locker, you pussy? That's all you got? Hit me with some <laughs> hit me with some mama jokes online. Come on. Photoshop me looking fat on the beach or something. Who knows what they're going to do? They're, they're ruthless. You never want to fucking argue with a teenager because they, they don't really have, they don't know where the line is yet. They, they just haven't had those conflicts enough, and they don't punch each other in the face, you know, when when stuff goes crazy. They just, because obviously they're in school, and they, they really don't want to get in trouble. So the, the ones who are really doing the bullying are the ones who are, like, trying to tiptoe and find where is that line that I can get away with stuff before I get smacked in the face. And they'll find out, you know, in college at the bars when they where that line's at. That's usually when people start getting punched in the face. Uh, you know, you put a couple beers in people, and all of a sudden, hands are swinging. Swing, swing. Anyway, yeah, the the wife told me there's no no gum, or there is coffee gum at Starbucks, and uh, I'm I'm late to the game on that one. Uh, I've never seen it, so I have a hard time believing it, to be honest. 
And it's probably not my great idea, which was like, I don't want to say, not like peppermint gum, but um, the, if they did like a mocha, like, can you imagine chocolate gum? It kind of sounds gross, but if there was like a toffee, not coffee, but toffee with a T, which I know sounds disgusting. Who likes toffee? Well, there's a bunch of weirdos out there that apparently do because it still somehow is on the candy shelves. Uh, but if they did, yeah, like a pumpkin spice gum, you know, ooh, or they have those doggy treats. I guess why wouldn't they have gum? People who pay, uh, do people actually pay for the dogs to have whipped cream? I, like, I can't wrap my mind around that concept. You take your dog in your car where you know it's going to shed all over the fucking place. Why? That's my first. Why would you do that? If you don't have to, right? If you have to transport your dog, sure, throw it on the blanket, right? And people, I'm an animal lover. I like dogs. I like cats. You know, I really don't have a problem with any animal. But everyone knows putting your dog in your car is a nightmare if you don't want it to shed. And a lot of these dogs, they hop up in the front seat and they're just sitting there wagging their tail, right? Like, we're going to fucking Starbucks. This lady's taking me to Starbucks today. Why? For a, what do they call it, a puppuccino? Puppuccino. Also, they can get uh, a cup of whipped cream. That would cost you literally like 25 cents at home. And now you got to go through the car wash. You got to vacuum out your car, right? Your dog probably pissed in the front seat because it got so excited. You know, when dogs get so excited, they, oop, oop, a little bit came out. My bad. They look at you like, "Mm, you didn't see it. It's all over my front seat. And then, you know, it's usually the wife that does it. Not to, sorry, ladies, not to nitpick there. And then all of a sudden your husband's going to sit in the passenger seat right on your dog's piss. You're not going to say anything because it was worth your dog's happiness to have that whipped cream wrapped its around, around its face. It's got the white stuff. And now all of a sudden you're not the only one in the family with the white stuff smeared all over your face. You know, you guys want that companion. Literally. Yeah, that's borderline. That's a little far. But, you know, I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. But, yeah, apparently. So I also changed the intro. Changed the intro, so I got hit with a with back to back, little bang, little bang. So I was told that Starbucks sells the gum. My great invention. I started that off last week, right? That that popped into my mind, and then I got hit with, "Hey, just so you know." Whenever anyone starts with "Hey, just so you know," you know you're gonna want to like punch them in the face in like five seconds because they're gonna hit you with some sort of knowledge that you weren't expecting to make you feel like a fucking idiot. And that's what happened. I was told that Barstool Sports also starts off their podcast with the TNT intro from ACDC. So not only will I probably get sued by ACDC, but I will also get sued by Barstool Sports. That would be a twofer. So instead, I changed it to an artist that most people probably don't know. One of my favorite artists. He went from Mike Studd, changed his name to Mike with a period to put more emphasis on, yo, I'm fucking Mike, period. Nothing after that. I'm not a stud anymore. Um, great artist, and uh, I picked a track off of one of his new album that he dropped. And so I don't think he's famous enough yet for him to sue me in a malicious way. He'd be like, hey, I'm flattered, but you can't do that. So I'm going to roll with that one. I think it's a, it's a nice little little intro, and I enjoy the tunes, you know. So we'll roll from there. Hopefully I don't. That'll probably be the first email I get. To the What the Hill 
uh, podcast at gmail.com will be a, a lawyer emailing me to try to sue me for my intro song. I should come up with my own little intro. My own little skit or tune. It would be out of line, inappropriate. Um, yeah, so that was the twofer. I'm probably going to get sued. Starbucks has beat me to the punch, of course. I should have known. And, uh, you know, so a lot of these... Jesus, my phone, man. This piece of shit thing. Um, a lot of the cords that I have to set up to do this podcast is wires everywhere, right? We're going wireless in the future, and somehow I'm living a decade in the past because I've there's legit like 10 to 12 wires just to set up a, I, I guess, a two-track, um, the mic, and then it plugs into the computer with a USB. And I figured out I'm not a big gambler, right? I've dabbled. I've dabbled in the gambling game, just, you know, here and there. Usually sports gambling, because that's what I know best, or at least I think until I lose my money. And uh, unfortunately, I live in the state of Texas. I should say fortunately, I live in the state of Texas, where gambling is illegal until you cross the border into Oklahoma, and then there's, you know, every Indian uh, reservation that has ever been known to man has a casino right there for you to gamble at, but... I avoid those because I like my money. I realize the reason I don't gamble is because if any time I go to plug in a USB, you know how you have the there's the stoppage side and then right underneath the side that's supposed to slide in, right? And they fit together and they oh they intertwine and they connect and it's so smooth. I can't ever fucking get it right. I somehow go to plug it in and I feel some blockage, right? A little feedback, a little no go. So I twist it over, and I'm like, oh, there we go, 50-50 shot, right? Like, wrong the first time, got to be right the second time. Go to plug it in, nope, not right again. And I'm looking at it, and I get pissed. I'm like, what the fuck? How can I be so stupid to mess up a cord where once it tells you you're wrong the first time, you have to be right the second time, you just flip it over. And then I come to find out I was right the first time, but I was sticking it in the, U- not in the USB, but the HDMI. And that's for exact that exact reason, I don't gamble. If I can't get a USB cord correct, how am I going to bet the over or the under on the national championship and get that right? Plus, Vegas rigs this stuff. There's no way that they say, oh, that game's going to be plus three or minus three. And then every oh, – oh, the kicker's when they put the half on there. Plus three and a half, minus three and a half. And then the game ends at three or four, and you're on the losing side of it. How, like, how did you know? I think sometimes it's just rigged. There's no way they have to have some type of formula, and the formula works way too well for me to think that I'm going to outsmart it. You know, people probably thought that this Alabama-Georgia game was going to be in the 20s or 30s. They both have good defenses, but these offenses, I mean, these are five-star recruits. Ooh, Georgia just score? Goes up and over. Oh, that pylon cam. Gotta love the pylon cam. Until they knock over the pylon. And then their cam goes away. Then you can't see who actually scored. We got an 18 to 19 ball game. Who predicted that? Nobody. But I bet Vegas did. Vegas pinpointed that one. What else? What else we got here? Sorry, I got distracted watching the game. That's my... I, every five seconds, my brain skips to something else. I'm like a, a CD... You remember like the CD players where you actually had to plug a CD in, right, and, and close the top to it? 
And then if you fucking if you scratch that CD, it's good for like half the song, and then all of a sudden just just start skipping. This one too. My favorite CD, really. And then you try to burn a track. It's good for like two weeks. You drop the CD. You probably drop the CD player. The whole thing goes to shit. Um, so we talked about some of my technology difficulties last week. Um, it's it's a never never ending struggle. But uh, so many people, uh, specifically on Instagram, I saw. I so let me backtrack here. Let me backtrack a little bit. I decided. I wasn't going to promote this podcast, one, for fear of getting in trouble, and that's just bound to happen at some point, um, but also because I wanted at least five episodes out, right, five weeks worth of podcasting before I would promote it so that people could binge watch it or binge listen to it like it's a Netflix show, you know, like a limited edition Netflix show, like, ooh, I listened to the first one, that was shitty, let me waste another hour, and so I'm not going to tell friends and family about it until there's five of them out and they have a little bit more of a uh i guess a little bit more to judge me on than just the first episode right and then they're like "Mm, that kind of sucked i'm like well it was the first one i didn't you expect it to suck and they're like no i want to be entertained you should really give that up and i'll be like well it's my dream to have a really shitty podcast and then you know but if i have five episodes then they can say it got better or after five, they'd say, definitely fucking give that up, and then maybe I'll actually listen to them as opposed to, you know. <laughs> they told me that on the first one. I'd be like, you know what, fuck off. Like, you, I don't want you to listen anyway because, Dad, you don't even know how to email, so you're not going to write in. He doesn't know I'm doing this. He can't even listen to podcasts. The dude has never even been on a computer. He can't type. He's never, ever, ever in his life used a keyboard. And no, the keyboard on his phone does not count. I mean, a computer keyboard and a mouse. He probably even know wouldn't know what to call it. He would call it the hand thingy. And that would be interpreted a lot of different ways. Definitely not as in mouse. Um, so yeah, I figured five podcasts, then maybe I'll start promoting it. And that leads me to my point. A lot of people on Instagram have what's called a link tree. Um... And I, people will post, you know, their, they have their link tree and it takes them to their Facebook or their Twitter account or some type of um, promotion that they're doing with a different company. But the most, the thing I see the most often is the link tree somehow also leads people to an OnlyFans. And the moment that I was like, you know what, I need a link tree on Instagram when I start promoting my podcast, and then people can go listen to it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and SoundCloud. And uh, if I can ever figure out fucking YouTube, that would be phenomenal. So F you, YouTube, for not allowing. I don't know. They don't allow my the, – the way I save the, the podcast, it's an MP3, but they only allow MP4s. And they I swear they allow like 20 other versions of – a JPEG and all, all these different things that, I, again, I don't know what they are. I, I think I know a JPEG's a, a photo, but these other things, I have no idea what the, what they are. And, of course, the, the program I use doesn't save in any of their 20 different file formats. And so I can't upload to YouTube, and i got to keep on working that one. But, anyway, my link tree is going to have all the different ways that you can listen. 
um, the way that you can plug in to email the podcast, the way that you can go to my eBay and my slabs websites to check out the, the sports cards that I'm buying and selling and try, hopefully um, give advice on that. Uh, maybe branch off and do a separate podcast. Why? You're already shitty enough at this one. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, man, I just got the urge to, I just want an OnlyFans link. And I I don't want to have anything on the OnlyFans page. I just want it to be blank, but I want the link. <laughs> and it, I know it's wrong, but at the same time, it feels so right. You know, it really does. Uh, how funny would that be? People, <laughs> People go to the an Instagram page for the podcast and they pull up the link tree and then there's an OnlyFans. If family and friends saw that, they'd be like, no fucking chance. And I bet a good portion of them would click on it just to look. Guarantee you they would. And they would get nothing. That's right. I'm a class act, ladies and gentlemen. Class act across the board. Not going to do an OnlyFans, but I will have a link for it. Which means I have to create an account and then somehow explain that to my significant other that it's a fake, false, inactive account with no pictures. <laughs> but why? I don't know. Just to fuck with people. And she'll be, you know, she's married to me, so she's used to it. And she'll be like, yeah, it sounds like you. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. Oh, man. Um I saw a kid rollerblading the other day and I immediately got the urge to push him down. I don't know why either. It was, it was the fact that I think, so I know it's the neighbor kid across the street. So shout out to, to miles across the street. And, uh, hopefully you don't listen to this because I curse and your, your parents don't let you curse, which is good for them. That's great parenting, but also, you're, I can't wait to the day that you curse and you disappoint them. Um, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. He got a pair of rollerblades for Christmas, and I felt a little nostalgic because I'm a 90s baby, and rollerblading was the fucking shit, and nobody will ever tell me different. Rollerblading was like playing video games. Does that make sense? Like Rollerblading was a, was a cool thing to do before Fortnite, and that probably like really makes me sound old but i it's it's such an underrated skill to be able to whip around on a pair of rollerblades i i skated i don't know if you can call it skating i rollerbladed like a g back in the day i was so good at it and i helped all my neighbor kids that i grew up with learn how to rollerblade down the driveway and turn onto the sidewalk because sorry texas we actually have sidewalks in our neighborhoods back in iowa and that way they don't go flying down their driveway <laughs> driveway right out into the middle of the street into oncoming traffic granted we lived in a court so it was pretty rare but in that one chance that somebody came down the court honestly one of my good friends he didn't know how to stop he would come out of his garage every time we went rollerblading down at the end of the court and he would have to say, are there any cars coming? We'd be like, no, the coast is clear. I can't make this up. And he would just come flying down his down his driveway right through the middle of the street. And then he would actually use the neighbor's driveway across the street, the upslope, to help slow him down. And then he'd go into the grass. He'd step into their grass and walk down through the grass across the sidewalk into the street where it was level. 
And finally, I helped teach him how to like just, you know, make a little bit of a turn onto the sidewalk so he didn't just get hit by a fucking car one day. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, Miles across the street got a pair of rollerblades. So that's great parenting on their part. You know, he's definitely going to get bullied for having rollerblades. But uh, I think it'll toughen him up. It's a it's a good type of bullying because they're bullying because they're a little bit jealous because they have probably have some electric scooter that they're rocking for 400 bucks. And his parents are like, yeah, see that thing right there? Those rollerblades? 50 bucks. It's just a great parenting technique. Bring up. I don't know why it went away. Why did rollerblading go away? I think it was because people thought it was gay for a long time. I'm speculating. I don't know. I could be wrong. I definitely could be wrong. But I think it's because there was there was that period in the late 90s, like early 2000s, right after Backstreet Boys and Sync, rollerblading was going going along, right? And then they're like, I, if you rollerblade, maybe you're gay. I don't know. That's a little fruity. I'm like, no. Roller, like roller derby stuff, that's the shit. Are you kidding me? Rocking people into the wall or over the railing? Bring it on. Sign me up. I'm upset that I didn't play that growing up. I mean, I was definitely a pussy, but, uh, you know, I would have come into my own eventually, I think, right? I would have toughened up, put somebody over the rails. The fact that women do that down here in Texas, uh, there's a team down in Austin. Uh, I saw I saw a documentary on, uh, I think it was on Netflix. Those girls are, they're for real. I would not mess with them. We need them to fight China. I think if we went to war with China... And we we suck. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. We uh, not suck. If we stuck a roller derby team right off the coast of China, the Chinese wouldn't know what to do. Because I don't I don't think they've ever rollerbladed. They're probably good at figure skating, but rollerblades would be like, what is that? What is that variation there? And I think that would that would probably intimidate them and catch them off guard enough. Because who would want to mess with those chicks? Are you kidding me? Half of them are lesbians. Have you seen them? If you've seen the documentary, you would know I'm not judging. This is straight facts. These girls are tough as nails. You don't want to fuck with them. And I think they would take down the entire country of China. They would be like, mm, no, we'll continue to trade with you. We're good. Don't don't ever send the Cleveland Guardians, which, by the way, is a roller derby team in Cleveland. If you know baseball, that was a controversy thing, and people almost got sued over that name. Uh, don't sick them over here because that is going to end all wars. Anyway, that's all besides the point. The fact was I saw him on rollerblades and I wanted to push him down. And I think it was because he was really, really struggling to rollerblade. He was doing that thing where he was uh, like bending at the waist 90 degrees, trying to rollerblade up his driveway. And it's really his driveway is pretty flat. So I'm like, come on, man, you can do it. Don't embarrass yourself. And he was really close to falling, almost like a cartoon character who keeps on kicking their legs back, right? And they're, like, moving in place but not going anywhere. He was kind of doing that on the rollerblades. And I was like, come on, just fucking fall already. Just, I mean, he had elbow pads. He had the knee pads. I'm like, you're already buttoned up. Come on, you're ready for a good few, you know, a couple good falls. Entertain me, you know? All this time, I've I've been so nice to him. He is a good kid, right? So... I hate to cyberbully him, but everybody know, everybody loves a good fall on rollerblades. Let's be honest. If if you're saying that I'm being an asshole right now, you know that you are an, also an asshole because you enjoy it. 
watching somebody fall in on an ice skating rink or on rollerblades or a skateboard I could watch that over and over and over as long as the skateboard doesn't come up and catch them in the uh, what we'll call the nanu nanu zone the the underdog uh, because that just makes me cringe as a man I can't watch those right like but people falling slipping on ice those are always good because it's happening to somebody else like eventually karma will come around bite me in the ass and I'll probably fall and uh, and break an elbow but until that day I'm gonna keep laughing at others and uh, I don't again I don't know why rollerblading went away I think I'm gonna put my trust in miles and miles we trust to bring back rollerblading in the town of Abilene Texas by the year 2024 I'll give him two years to do it I said last week New Year's resolutions are stupid I'm taking that back and putting a New Year's resolution on Miles to at least bring it back in 2023 within the neighborhood. We have enough neighborhood kids that he could start a rollerblade fucking gang. No more motorcycle gangs. No more electric scooter, you know, hoodlums. I want a rollerblade gang in the neighborhood where trouble's around. Mm-mm, not anymore. The gang's here. And they show up like, uh, what's that Nickelodeon show? Rocket Power? Are you you guys remember Rocket Power? Nobody fucked with Otto. I'm trying to think of the other guys' names. There was one chick, three dudes, the geek, like always, always has to be a geek. You know, you feel bad for him, but he kind of, he brings it on himself. Maybe he'll grow out of it, but probably not. What was his name? Squid? Squash? Something like that. Who would Miles be? I don't want to know. He's not Otto. You can tell he's just not that personality. Because I think that was like the, the leader of the pack. And he's definitely not Squid or Squash. I think his name is Squid. And they had the woogity boogity boog. That type of uh, handshake going on. Whoever the other dude was. I should say. He, yeah, he's a chick. Uh, <laughs> whoever the other dude was. I'll have to look up his name. That's who Miles is. He's like the second second in command. He probably He's going to start the gang. But he's gonna he needs to find the gang's leader. The wolf pack, right? I believe in him, though. He'll get it done. He's a smart kid. But uh, look at that. Georgia just scored. What do you know? 25 to 18, pending the extra point. Three minutes, 33 seconds to go. Alabama fans are crying in the stands. Clearly, kid had his head down on the railing. Dude, you're in a front row seat at the national championship game. And you're whining. If I was, if Iowa was ever in the national championship and I had a front row ticket, I would be on such a freaking high that they could get blown out by 50 and I would still be talking shit to other people. But Alabama fans are spoiled because you get all the best recruits. You guys pay your people. Now it's, now it's legal. NIL. And then every year they're like, they're disappointed if they don't win a national championship. The level of arrogance to have that as your expectation every single year. If we don't win a national championship, then this year is just a huge waste. I can't believe we came in second while every other team is sitting at home right now watching the game. Oh, my gosh. It's so frustrating. It makes me hate Bama, but I also respect what they have going on. And one day, Nick Saban is going to retire, and I hope Bama 
goes through 20 years of a rebuild process. <laughs> and probably, you know, during that time, I will also be in a rebuild because Kirk Ferentz is going to leave. Brian Ferentz, though, hopefully he's gone. No update on that situation from last week. No update at all. He needs to go. I'll go up there myself and let him know. Well, man-to-man conversation. Dude, you're just not cutting it. You're not getting the job done. Uh, let's see. I got a couple other things I want to talk about. My bowl games, I talked about how I uh, don't want to gamble, right? And then, of course, ironically, in my bowl game picks, I went 23-12. and 12. And some of you may say, mm, that's average, dude. That's a humble brag, dude. Humble brag for an average 23-12 and 12 record. But, get this, ESPN's telling me, according to, to their records, that I was in the 90th percentile with a 23-12 and 12 record. The 90th, so top 10 in my picks. And here I am talking shit on my gambling abilities because of a USB cord. But here I, you know, also close my eyes and picking these winners. The thing is, you know that when bowl games come around, the first like 15 bowl games are just, I don't want to call them trash, but when when North Texas is playing New Mexico State A&M, the Aggies, like, can I really get mad if I don't pick that right? And those are the games I was losing. And then when it came to the actual, you know, the the showdown of the, the head honchos, the the conference winners, the Rose Bowl, Riot Fiesta, I was picking all those correct because I knew the SEC was overrated and the Big Ten would show up to play until Iowa and Michigan took the field and then they both got – I didn't. Iowa didn't get slaughtered, but Michigan, are you shitting me? Jim Harbaugh wins Coach of the Year, leads Michigan – to the college football playoffs for the first time, and they got absolutely slaughtered by Georgia. They didn't even put up a fight. It was embarrassing. And the fact that he was coach of the year and then led his team to that, he should have the reward, the, the award rescinded from him. He should have to pay back any thank yous that he got, and he should probably just pack up and leave the University of Michigan because now beating Ohio State wasn't enough. You got embarrassed on national TV. Like, at least... Oh, man. As a Big Ten fan, I just wanted to see them compete. I didn't expect them to beat Georgia, but they got beat down by Georgia. It just wasn't fun. You're just like, ugh. I just, between Alabama and Cincy and then Georgia and Michigan, I just wanted to see two good games. I expected the SEC to win. It was going to be a rematch of the SEC championship. But, you know, come on. Can't you, like, can't you ease up a little bit? Just let the fans have a seven-point ball game, maybe a field goal to win it. You know, like the Chargers and the Raiders last night. If you missed that, by the way, wild, wild weekend in the NFL. Shout-out to the Colts who can't win against the fucking Jaguars. Thank you. I don't know. How, how do you how do you lose to the Jaguars? They had, like, two wins all, all season. You have a game where if you win, you're fucking in. All you got to do is win the game against the worst team in the freaking league and you're in the playoffs and you show up and you lose. Explain that one to your fans. How? How do you do that? I don't know if it was at home. If, if the game wasn't at home in Indianapolis, then it was in warm, sunny Jacksonville. So they can't say, oh, it was in the weather. Hey, we battled the elements. Snow, rain. No, none of that. You got, sh- <laughs> You just got beat 
by the worst team in the league. And shout out to Jacksonville for now. Uh, I think they put themselves in contention to not have the number one overall pick because they won. So they tanked for Trevor. And then this year, I think it might be the Lions who get the number one pick. Um, who, by the way, beat the Packers. And I'd just like to say thanks for nothing, Green Bay. I had Green Bay in my fantasy league, right? So I have two fantasy leagues, one with work, which we won't discuss because I had a very average team. And the other team won my other fantasy league. And I think in the last couple of years, I've finished no worse than third. In the last in the last three years, it was a, I won, I got second, and then I won again. Something like that. It doesn't matter. It's fantasy, right? It was a $20 buy-in. Very conservative buy-in, right? Because we had to get people. And then, uh, so I think I won like 200 bucks, maybe a little bit less than that, because we had 10 teams, I believe. Um, I beat my buddy Paul. Always shows up. His team always shows up. See, somehow drafts a great team every year. And I'm jealous because I look at his team, I'm like, how, how, he drafted literally a pick after me. I'm like, how did he get all of those guys? But I picked right before him. And I'm looking at my team, I'm like, his team's better than mine. Why didn't I do that? And so I, I envy his team. Uh, he got hit with, he lost Christian McCaffrey. He lost, um, he had Aaron Rodgers. He lost a major wide receiver. I'm trying to think of who it was. His tight end, he had like five injuries throughout the season. I would have been blown out, but, um, you know, thankfully his players were a bunch of pansies and they got hurt and they didn't want to come back. So uh, I was up by like 60 points after this first week where we ran the championship, right? Because it's two weeks back to back and they take the total of those two weeks. And then in week two, he basically was like, hey, congrats, man. You, you already won. He at one point came back. We had we each had two players left playing, and he took the freaking lead. He came back from 60 points down and took the lead, and it was because I was playing the Packers' defense. I played uh, Devontae Adams, obviously, got to play him, and I played A.J. Dillon because I figured, okay, they're playing the Lions, right? I did not realize that the Packers' playoff number one seed was already solidified. So they had nothing to play for. I clearly didn't pay attention to my research. I was like, well, I'll play the Packers defense because the Lions are atrocious. I'll play Devontae Adams because how, how can you sit him? And I'll play Dylan because I knew Jones had a knee injury and they were going to rest him for the playoffs. So Dylan will go off. They'll get up by like 20 points. They'll run Dylan for like two and a half straight quarters and he'll put up 30 points. I'll win going away. Nope. Packers defense had the worst defense in of all NFL teams yesterday in fantasy. Negative five points. On the opposite spectrum, Paul's defense put up 11 points. So there's a 16-point differential. And then from there, his his every single player on his team went off. I don't know. He was, like, choosing the backups or something. He took the lead at one point, and uh, luckily my kicker hit, like, a 40-yarder and uh, – a couple of my receivers ended up scoring, not Devontae Adams, but my my running back and then my other receiver ended up scoring a touchdown. And I won by like 15 points, but uh, I was on the edge of my seat. I thought potentially we're going to see the greatest fantasy football comeback in the history of fantasy football. And, of course, it was going to happen to me after I'd already been congratulated on my win. And I was going to have to – I collected all the money for the league. But, of course, I didn't set it aside in my bank account. 
I just was like, okay, 200 of this is not for me. Remember that I got to, you know, dish this back out to somebody if I lose. And so I was, I kind of hit a little bit of a high and I was like, well, I guess that 200 is not going anywhere now. Cause guess who won the fantasy football league? Psych. Almost lost it. Was very humbled. And I said, sorry to the football gods. And they said, apology accepted. And the next thing you know, my team went off and we, uh, we took home the crown. Nobody else has congratulated me. So anybody who's listening to this from our fantasy league, fuck you. You're just jealous that I won again. And I didn't have to rig anything. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking shit about fantasy football. But yeah, I got a killer team every single year. But uh, yeah, the Packers did me no good. Is, is the game over? Did I just miss it? They're talking about this. Oh, he's crying on the sideline. You're crying? You're the ch- you're the quarterback of a national championship football team. It's the game's still going on. They think they got it in the bag. Georgia came back and beat Alabama. It's oh, what a story. He's legit. Yeah, he's legit crying. Oh, I guess Georgia scored again. So now they're up 33-18. Yeah, they sealed the deal. Since he lost the fumble in the fourth quarter, wow, he went four for four. Four pass attempts. 83 yards, two touchdowns. Had nothing to do with his offensive line. The fact that Georgia can run the ball or that he has five-star receivers on both sides. What a QB. How great would it be if Alabama made a comeback here? 50 seconds left. They just throw a freaking bomb. Yeah, it's over. I'd love to see what Nick Saban has to say after this loss. He's pissed. He knows. He, oh, he. Ooh, Nick is pissed. Come on, Nick. Say what's on your mind, buddy. Give the press a piece of that brain. I wish. I. I hope a coach just goes off on the media, like Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy did, like ten years ago. When he said, "I'm a man. Come at me." And he was rocking the mole at the time, which, by the way, the mullet is back. The mullet is in. And Mike Gundy knew it before everybody else. I hope Nick Saban does that after this game. And then nobody's celebrating Georgia's win. They're talking about Bama again. He's that good. He's that good as a coach. you got to give it to him. He can't win a national championship, but he'll somehow keep the attention on Bama. Uh, well, let's see. We're at 42 minutes. I said I was going to keep this like 30 I'll talk about two more things. I had a melanoma follow-up. So for those who didn't know, uh, breaking news. Your boy had skin cancer back in August. Yeah, it was August of this past year, 2021. What a doozy. 2021 was just a doozy. August, we found it. Um, September, we had surgery. Actually, it was late August. We had surgery and we got we got everything removed so everything's good that talk about a cliffhanger you could you guys not tell i'm i'm healthy <laughs> i'm back to it baby back in the game talking shit skin cancer was i'll be honest we caught it early right so my my experience with with the old melanoma was very mild and uh i guess i'll call myself blessed hashtag blessed 
with the Noma. And uh, not the Rona. I had the Noma. Big difference. And I had my follow-up. And so basically, let's walk this back a few paces. When I had the surgery, I did not realize. First, okay. First, for those who don't understand how this process works, because I didn't know. I definitely, and that'll be apparent when I tell this story. When you have any sort of skin cancer, they do like this little biopsy and they shave off. I had like a little, it was a really, really small mole and it wasn't irregular in shape. It wasn't like, didn't get big or anything weird, right? It just got kind of dark. Um, and so they took this very thin razor blade and she like instantly went to my stomach with it. And I was like, wait, wait what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to cut it off. I'm like, now? And she's like, yeah, is that cool? And I was like, yeah, I guess. You know, I just, <laughs> so here's this lady. I didn't even know her name. I know I was referred to her um, from from base, but I had I didn't pay attention to the referral. So I literally, I don't even know this doctor's name, and she's already holding a razor blade up to my um, abdominal. And because it, it was on my, it was right on my six-pack that I don't have. And, uh my two pack and then it was it then it definitely became a one pack um and she was holding this razor blade up and she's like yeah i'm just gonna cut it off like it'll be fine so she, they hit you with like this very very small needle this numbing agent i think with a little bit of lidocaine and the next thing you know she shaves it off and there's you could tell like it's almost like ripping off a scab like it wasn't painful and then later in the day it was just like irritated it's the point where it was like it was kind of itchy you know but it just my shirt was rubbing up against it. I wanted to put a band-aid on it, but then I'm kind of to the age where I'm like, if I put a band-aid on this, does that make me a bitch? Yeah, you know I mean, like how bad does the injury need to be to use a band-aid? I'll be honest, though, I'll definitely use a, a band-aid for a paper cut. Do not like paper cuts. Those are one of the worst. <laughs> you can't even call them an injury. Those are what it's like a low blow. It's a low blow from a piece of paper. You're just like, really? Why? Why did you have to do that to me? You're not. It's a piece of paper. You're not that sharp. How did you just cut me? And then you can tell, especially when it's on the crease of like a finger or the palm. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. You've had one of those and you just it happens and you feel it. and You're like, son of a bitch. Right of all places to get me on my hand. You had to do it on the crease, so it's gonna open. It's gonna it's gonna heal, and then the moment I stretch my finger too far, boop, it's gonna pop right back open. We're back to square one, and I gotta use this neosporin, and I'm like treating this injury like, you know, like I tore a hamstring or something. I'm like I'm on the injured reserve. It's just one of those that just it's a nagging injury, and you're like really, it's gonna go on for two weeks, and I think that's what irritates me is I know for such a minor injury. It's going to bug the shit out of me for like two or three weeks. And I just don't want to give it that attention. <laughs> so bad. But anyway, back to the, so she cuts this thing off. Uh, they, they have to send it in and obviously get it examined, tested. And uh, for, for mine, it came back as melanoma, which she thought it was going to be. And she said, don't worry. It's not life threatening. I feel like we caught it early. So don't, you know, don't panic. So I took that as. Don't be a fucking sissy. You're 29 years old. You're not going to die. And I think that's how she meant it too. She was just nice about it. She, she's a nice doc. And so obviously I didn't, I, I legit, I didn't panic about it. Some people might, I don't know, find that weird. I just, 
I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I'll be all right. It's it's probably no worse than a paper cut. <laughs> and so, you know, when they when they did the test, I got the phone call. Yeah, it's melanoma, which means that they have to do a little surgery, right? They got to once it comes back as melanoma and they show the depth, this thing, it wasn't that deep according to their initial, you know, findings. Um, but they got to cut you open and it's got to be a certain width and I thought they just had to cut me open and do like a think of like you know an ice cream scooper I thought it was going to be maybe a couple centimeters worth of a, a a surgery where they cut you open and I didn't know if they put you under and she's like no you'll be awake for it and I'm like okay so this is minor stuff right this is a uh, uh, Georgia just won that's my attention span right there <laughs> that puts it into perspective here I'm in the middle of a cancer story, <laughs> and I get distracted <laughs> by Georgia winning the national championship when we all knew they were going to win because I just said literally 50 seconds left on the clock, and they were up. Oh, this is cute. Nick Saban congratulating Kirby Smart. He's like, don't worry, fucker. I'm going to get you next year. The quarterbacks always have to go up to each other. And t Why? Why do the quarterbacks have to do that? Like They act like they're best friends after the game. I don't get it. What are they saying to each other? I'll see you in the NFL. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be a first-round pick. You're going to be at the end of the second round. That's what Bryce Young is telling that uh, Stetson Bennett. He's like, you're probably being, honestly, he's probably like a fourth-round draft pick. Third at best, Bryce Young's like, mm, you can have the natty. I'll take, uh, I'll be a top-ten draft pick one day, and I'll make millions of dollars. I only have to play it down. Dude, these guys are just big from Georgia. They're just big southern dudes. They're fully grown looking like NFL players already and they're 18, 19 years old. It's crazy. Um, yeah, so anyway, I showed back up to the doctor's office and I, like I said, I thought it was going to be like a two centimeter little dabble there and uh, th basically just a little bit wider than what the mole was. And like I said, it wasn't very big. And they leaned me back in the chair and they were like, yeah, it's... Did you? They said, did you tell your family? I said, no, I didn't tell anybody. Like, I figured it's going to be pretty minor, right? Like, it's not a big deal. And they're like, you didn't tell your wife? And I was like, no. And they both like, so it was a, obviously the doctor was, the surgeon was a female, right? If you guys haven't picked up on that, I think I was saying she. Her technician, assistant, I don't know what the official name is. If I didn't just downgrade her. Uh, her first in command was also a female. And they looked at me like I was the biggest jackass to ever walk into their office. They said, you didn't tell your spouse that you're having a cancer surgery today? And I was like, no, you told me literally two weeks ago that this isn't life-threatening and to not be a pussy. <laughs> I didn't say that, but... Uh, I was like, no, you said it was minor. Like we, t we talked and you said you weren't worried about it. And so I, I didn't worry about it. And then I didn't want other people to worry about it. And, you know, so I just didn't tell anyone. And, oh my goodness. They were like, you're going to be in a world of hurt, not only from the surgery, but also from the fact that you didn't tell her about this. She's going to freak out. I said, nah, I think I'll be able to hide it. So they, they did the surgery. Uh, she... <laughs> She basically told me I was an idiot for thinking it was going to be like two centimeters. She's like, no, actually, there's a regulation of how wide we have to make this incision 
based on the type of cancer that you have. And so we have to be able to go a certain depth, basically down to my abdomen muscle and all that skin tissue underneath. So the cut actually ended up being probably like three to four inches wide. And then uh, they put, they it's kind of gross, but they, they take out a whole bunch of skin tissue underneath and you're awake the whole time. You're just like lean back, basically like a 45 degree position. And it was, it was very tempting not to look, sorry, it was tempting to look at it. Um, and of course you're like, you want to look, but you also don't cause you're afraid you're gonna pass out and you know, are they going to catch you? <laughs> are you going to collapse to the ground cause you passed out <laughs> while you're cut open on your abdomen? Um, it's a very interesting process, but of course I didn't feel anything. And they, it's like a pill bottle's worth of skin tissue that they have to send back to the lab and just make sure that they, the margins come back clear or clean. One of the two. That's the terminology they use, the margins. I'm like, that was no marginal cut. That was uh, some serious incision right there. I think it ended up being 18 stitches. And she did stitches to the, like the inner skin tissue right above the abdomen. I guess at one point they said they, they, they could see my muscle. And I'm like, that's good because I haven't seen that thing in years. So I'm glad it's still there. Um, and then they, those obviously, they evaporate. I don't, what's, I don't know what the word is. They just disappear in your body, which is a little skeptical. But then all the other uh, stitches, the 18 of them were on the outside. And I was kind of like, well, that might be a little bit more difficult than I anticipated to keep it from the spouse. I thought it was going to be like two, maybe three stitches. Thanks a lot, Doc. Maybe you should have told me that before I walked in here today. Um, so I made it four days before my wife found out. So not only does that probably tell people a lot. <laughs> four days. I was pretty good at hiding it, though. I really was. I slept with a T-shirt on. Uh, I didn't really come out of the bathroom until I had a T-shirt on. I just I didn't want her to panic. And then, I, of course, I kept it covered up, so that was good, too, that uh, she couldn't see it. But when she did find out, holy shit, she was mad. She was a little toasty, that's for sure. Um, she doesn't get spicy too often. She did that time. She was not mild. She was hot sauce. Jumped right to it. How how could you not tell me? That's what she said. Well, I was like, well, I can, I can tell you how. Uh, same way I just told all my podcast listeners, all the one of you, it's like, well, I thought it was going to be this small thing and then it wasn't this small thing. And then I was going to look like an idiot for not telling you because it's this large thing and then makes it look like I kept secrets from you. But really the secret looks like it was a big secret, but physically it was supposed to look like this really, really small secret. And then you would have seen this small little scar and you wouldn't have panicked because it was this minor little thing. But instead, you're seeing this big scar with lots of bruising and lots of stitches. And I promise it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, still trying to f- I'm still trying to dig myself out of my own grave on that one. And that's, it's been a little bit difficult. That topic's come up a couple times. Remember when you had cancer and didn't tell me? I said, oh, yeah, that was just like four or five months ago. I definitely remember that one. And then I'm like, what do, where do we go from there? She brings that up, like, remember remember when you were a jackass and you kept that from me? Like, remember when I went four days and you didn't even know? It shows how much attention you give me. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't, throw, I don't rub that one in her face. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe I should make her feel bad 
for not noticing that I had 18 stitches on my body. <laughs> you don't show me enough love and attention. Nah, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just, oh, the whole reason I tell that story was I had my follow-up appointment. I was supposed to have it in, in December, and uh, I got pushed to January. And I honestly, I thought it was a follow-up to say, like, hey, your scar looks good. <laughs> it's healing correctly. And then what I learned at my appointment was, no, we have to check your body for any sort of melanoma or skin cancer every three months for the next year. And then once you go for an entire year, then it goes to six months checks. And I think at year two, assuming I pass all those tests, um, then I can do annual skin checks. So it's kind of weird to have somebody like zoom in on your body with, she has this little device and I want to see what it, like, what is she looking at? You know, like when doctors look in your ear, what are they seeing? That's always like, why? What, what is that tool doing that like just amplifies it for you? And I want to be like, how about this time I look in your ear? And I just uncomfortably shove that thing all the way up in their ear. And you know, I know I'm not doing it right. And I'm purposely making it uncomfortable for them. Be like, now you know what it's like. Now you understand when you shove that freaking thing in my ear, how uncomfortable it is. I hate when they do that. Like, yeah, looks like a bunch of earwax. I'm like, what'd you expect? <laughs> yeah, she has this little device that she looks through. It's kind of cool. It's like a little eyeglass, and she holds it up to all the stuff on your on your skin that like the, all the little imperfections, which I have a lot of. And I guess I came back clean this time. But they, I walked in, and it was the same exact uh, technician or assistant or first in command who. Uh, Walked in and instantly she saw me. And I had my mask on. I had, I'm pretty sure I had a hat on too. So um, I don't think she, maybe she just recognized my name. But they see tons of people that waiting rooms always full. And she instantly was like, how'd it go with the wife? D before she even said hello, <laughs> she instantly, like they were waiting for me to come back and get the, they wanted the lowdown uh, on how it went with, with the beautiful Sophia and they were like, how long did you make it before she found out? I think, I'll be honest, I think they were impressed that I made it four days. They're like, wow, that's actually pretty good. How did she take it? I'm like, what do you mean? How did she take it? Well, when she found out, how up, they said, how upset was she? I'm like, how did you know she was even upset? What did, what did you guys tell her? Did she tell you that she was upset? How did? How are you just assuming that she was upset? Because you know what? She wishes a lot of ill will on me. And I know that she's joking. But she will be... <laughs> like, I, I hope you get hurt doing that. You want to be an idiot and you want to do that? I hope I hope you get hurt. I hope you say something stupid. She'll, you know what I mean? Like, she basically saying, I hope karma bites you in the ass. And I'm like, guess what? It did. And then, all of a sudden, she was, she's mad that I didn't tell her. Just saying. Goes both ways there. But, uh, yeah, they're impressed. Four days... And I, I had to tell them the reason she found out. I know you guys all want to know, right? The reason that she found out was because I was holding Olivia. We were in a restaurant eating breakfast and this little freaking kid was just throwing the biggest fit. And I'm like, what do, you, what do you have to throw a fit about? You got milk in front of you. You're in a high chair. Nobody puts me in a high chair. I'd love that. Strap my legs in. I just get to sit there. You have a Belgian waffle. Fresh off the griddle, right in front of you. Some more maple syrup just draped across the top. 
some scrambled eggs as a as a side, a warm biscuit, maybe some green. Like, whatever she wants as a kid, she's going to get. You know what I mean? Like, parents will feed their kids anything to keep them happy. If they don't like scrambled eggs and they want more of the waffle, specifically your waffle, they don't want the waffle in front of them, parents will give them their own waffle and not eat just to keep their kid happy. She wasn't happy. She just wasn't having it. She was having a bad day. And so I picked her up and said, not today. We're not doing this in the restaurant. And I'm the parent that will pick up the kid, take it outside, and I will literally go face to face with my kid and say, if you don't shut the fuck up so I can enjoy my breakfast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, I just take her outside. I'm like, hey, quit crying, please. I basically just get her out of the restaurant. I want people to enjoy their meal and not look at a, a, a beautiful little kid who's having a bad moment. Because that's what those are. And uh, she was fussy as could be. I couldn't get her to calm down. Uh, we had a heart-to-heart in the back of our Mazda CX-9. I think that she took a lot away from that conversation. And actually, we, we, had, we had just finished up eating our food. And so then everybody else paid and they came out to the vehicle. Well, I had picked up Olivia at that point and was holding her on my right hip. The stitches were on my left abdomen. And all of a sudden, you know how little kids will pick up their feet and try to wrap their feet around you, right? Well, she she kind of threw a fit while she did it and kicked her feet around me. And she kicked right into the stitches. Direct hit. Uh, it, was a, it was an airdrop. It was a PI, right? She couldn't have pinpointed... It was like she knew. She said, you want to have a heart-to-heart with me, bitch? I'll show you. And she kicked me hard. And I I basically buckled. I, like, buckled at the knees. And I didn't drop her. Part of me wanted to. Like, you know what? Did for tit. Here you go. Eat pavement. I didn't do that, though. I held on to the prized possession. I buckled over. And I got the weirdest look out of my wife. And she was like what did she really kick you that hard you sissy I'm like, yeah she did if only you knew <laughs> and so we we got home she was like yeah she she had the most puzzled look on her face we ended up getting home and she instantly she came up to me in the kitchen she's like all right what is going on there's no way that hurt you that bad I'm like thanks for believing in my toughness and then she pulled up my shirt and she saw the I had a bandage over and she's like why do you have a bandage I knew something was going on, and then when she actually pulled the bandage back and saw how many stitches there were, right? And it was like the fresh bruising after a surgery, of course. It was blue and green, and it looked badass, okay? And at that point, it was before the scar had started to, to really, like, close up, and it looked, I thought it looked cool. She had a different reaction, and she was like, is that real? Like, what? No, I just painted a scar on me yes it's real what do you think i said i got stabbed 100 percent told her i got stabbed because <laughs> it i mean to be honest to be fair it looks like i could have been stabbed it's a it's a pretty good stab wound it's healing up nicely you know you should see the other guy that type of story she didn't buy it i don't know why so she instantly deflated all the the toughness that she all that that leverage she gave me with me being tough, she took it right away. She's like, you didn't get stabbed. Like, really? Like, I'm not a badass? You don't think I could be in a knife fight? 
She's like, you would never. Really? That's what you think of me? I don't know. I probably no. I, I would probably run from a knife fight. Let's be honest. I don't. I'm not a big knife guy. I would probably lose that knife fight. You know, but I'd have another cool scar to show from it. But uh, and then she definitely wouldn't believe it. if I actually had a knife, like a scar from a knife fight. She would definitely never ever believe that it was from a knife fight. That I'd have the hardest time convincing somebody that that yeah that's actually from a knife, uh, especially after the this last round. But uh, yeah, it took her probably ten or fifteen minutes to come to the realization that it was a a cancer scar. the The funny thing is, I had told her that I went to the dermatologist to get it looked at, and that um, they were doing a biopsy on it. But I never told her what the biopsy results were, and she never asked. So I kind of threw it back in her face. <laughs> and when she's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I came back with the intelligent line that. I knew I was going to lose at that point, but I was just holding on to whatever I could. You know, it was, I was already six feet under. And I said, well, to be fair, you never asked. Instantly, she got pissed. Um, now I was like, hey, I'm okay, though. <laughs> I don't think that made her feel any better. I was like, I'm, I'm a survivor, you know, like Destiny's Child. Here I am. Can't take me down. Sorry, 2021. Yeah, so that's my that's my melanoma story. I don't recommend anybody getting it. Um, yeah, it's not all it's hyped up to be. That's so bad. No, it it wasn't that. Well, I like I said, we caught it early. It wasn't that bad. I'm not too uh, not too scarred about it. Here's a good thing that did happen in my life, and here's how I know 2022 might just be my year feel really really good about it and classic i'm like i'm really trying to not rag on my wife but i'm also kind of ragging on her on this podcast here aren't i uh in in minor ways i said i'd do 30 minutes i'm at an hour i'm fucking crushing it today crushing it here he is hold on let's let's stop for a second stetson bennett is on the podium just won the national championship you cried on the sidelines but you're not going to cry on the podium those were fake tears Maybe he just got him out on the sideline. Now they got cameras everywhere. They know where you, they know where you're at. You can't hide from anyone. Congrats to that kid, though. He, I think he's actually got a pretty cool story. He actually has a flip phone. I did see that. He decided in June or July. He did what so many people have thought about doing over like probably the last five years. All this technology here and there. I know I've thought about it. You just say, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna get a flip phone. Work wants to text me. You got 250 text messages after that. You ain't blowing up my phone. Not a chance. <laughs> I'm out. And I, I ain't paying. I ain't paying 50 cents a text message. Trying to get me with minutes after 8 p.m. I think it, it used to be free minutes after 8, right? Free long distance after 8 or 9 or something like that. That would be so awesome to be like, yeah, you should... We have a Facebook page, and you're like, sorry, I don't have a computer, and I have a flip phone. What would your work do? I'll tell you what, the military would probably freak out. You can't join the group me? You can't find us on Microsoft Teams? You can't check your email from your phone? Nope, can't do any of that. Went and got a flip phone, so you guys can't bother me anymore. 
It's a genius move. He did it as a – I'm going to guess he's a, he's a senior, so he's probably 22. He did it at age 22, so he didn't have any distractions. And my thought was – sorry, as I take a drink of my water. My thought was he gets enough action as the Georgia QB that he doesn't need social media or text messages. He has girls lining up at his door. Like, are you the Stetson Bennett starting quarterback, QB1 for the Georgia Bulldogs? <laughs> National champion? He's like, that's right. I'm so good. I have a flip phone. I don't need to even hit up anybody. I don't need to follow them on Instagram, friend them on Facebook, update my LinkedIn. I'm set for life, baby. Go dogs. That's, yeah. I Honestly, I'm probably correct with that one. It's a shot in the dark, but he just looks like that type of guy. He's like, yeah, I just didn't need any more help. I was I was good. Oh, we got Nick. Nick Saban doing his interview, and he's already got water. He looks like he has better places to be. He looks so pissed. He's drinking Dasani, though. That's, a, that's respectable. He's not an Aquafina guy. Personally, I am. He's a Dasani. Is it Dasani? Dasani? Dasana? Dasani. He's got so many. He's got so many dudes rolling in next year that his program's gonna be right back in the national championship again. He's gonna be paid millions. He's got commercials with Aflac, so he's insured, right across the board. He's getting paid no matter what. This guy's. This guy's gonna be a freaking legend. Um. But anyway, we talked about my good fortune in, in 2022, and here's what the good fortune was. Sophia placed an order. For pickup at Walmart, and I give her a hard time about this because she does the. Uh, she did it during COVID originally, so she didn't have to take our our daughter Olivia, or uh, or Avery into into the store, right? And so it kind of made sense during COVID. I was still more of like get off your ass and go in the store, but now to this day she still does it, where she places an order at Target or H E B, right, or or Walmart. And, uh, yes, we still shop at Walmart, Walmart people. Don't start judging me. If you're too good for Walmart, you need to put yourself in check. Nobody's too good for that place. I walk into Walmart and I feel like I'm on top of the world with the people that are surrounding me. I'm one. Some days I just blend in. I'm like, you know what? I want to feel like a piece of shit today. I want to wear sweatpants. I want to wear a hoodie, a hat that doesn't match anything I'm wearing. Right. I want to wear clothes that don't fit me, shoes that look like like shoe boxes on my feet, right? I don't want to have any style. I want to look homeless. I'm going to shop at Walmart, and I will blend in with my people. Whatever those people look like, I'm going to blend in with them. I think Walmart's great. And then there's other days you walk in there, and, you know, maybe you're feeling like you're having a good day, right? Maybe you got your good sneaks on. Nice pair of jeans, maybe a button down. You, you just say, hey, I'm picking up one or two things on this aisle right here, and I'm getting out. And you walk in there, and you see all the other chumps, and you're like, mm-mm, I'm better than all of you today. Yeah, I'm on an all-time high. I may be in Walmart, but I don't belong here. I kind of dabble with both of those. I prefer the sweatpants, I'll be honest. I prefer blending in there. 
Never. T- I, I have always promised myself I will never be too good to shop at Walmart. Kmart, yes, I'm too good to shop there. <laughs> but Walmart, not a chance. Target, I think... I don't like Target because I think it's pretentious. I think pretentious people shop at Target. That's my view of it. There's so many bougie housewives that are like, mm, I'm too good for Walmart, but Target. I'm like, you're just paying for the same shit. It's just overpriced. And even when they say it's a good deal, it's like, but is it? Because I can find that exact thing at Sam's or Costco, which, let's be honest, Sam's is an off-brand of who? Walmart. And uh, it's way cheaper. But people will pay for the status of Target for that red I guess that red circle followed by an inner red circle and a dot. And then the fact that they mark up that innocent looking dog and they give it that red target eye. Really? His his eye is the target? Why? Why a pup? Why isn't PETA going after target? Where are you, PETA? You're going after the wrong people. You should put your focus on the people out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Twin Cities, where Target originated, that's their headquarters. You go after them. They're branding dogs as targets. The innocent, yeah, everyone knows what I'm talking about. The innocent white pup, who, which, let's be honest, of all dogs, isn't that like one of the ugliest breeds of, of dogs is the Target dog? You couldn't, why not like a Golden Retriever, maybe a Lab, you know? Not definitely not Chihuahua. Let Taco Bell have that. That can be their thing. There's so many better looking. You know what Target should go with? The dog that represents Target the most is a poodle. A poodle in a dog show just prancing along because that's how women walk through Target. And they go in there for one thing and they leave with like 20. Yeah. Because they just, they like being in the store. It's not that they need anything. They just like the environment. And, of course, what is what is every Target? Almost. Almost every Target has what? A Starbucks. So you walk in the door. They put the Starbucks right near the entrance. They get women jazzed up on caffeine and all this coffee. Probably the coffee gum. And then they're in there for like two hours on this caffeine high, shopping left and right, going every row. I guess we might need that. Then they come home, and their husband can't. Their husband wants to be mad, but he can't, cause she got things that technically they can use, but they don't really need it. And if you would have gone to Walmart, you want to get in and out of that place because of the people standing to your left and right. So you don't you don't wander around buying shit that you don't need in Walmart. There's no Starbucks in Walmart. You know what they got? At every single Walmart, a McDonald's. That's right. You can get fat while you shop here. At the most, you're getting like a sweet tea here in the South from a McDonald's if you're going to go shop. And nobody gets all that jazzed up on sweet tea to go buy hundreds of dollars worth of shit that they don't need for two hours. But in Target, it's a different story. Target's a scam. I'm mostly upset because my wife falls victim to it. But she placed an... (laughs) This is all to come back to my good fortune 2022. They, uh, she placed a pickup order, and good for her. I will pat her on the back. She placed it at Walmart, and I don't know why, but she will do this at Target. She does this at Walmart. She's done it at Sam's, and I'm like, why do you get things from different stores? 
plus she has access to the commissary. Well, I'm like, why don't you just go on base during the day and get everything you need from the BX or the commissary? It's tax-free, right? You're paying taxes like multiple times a week on this stuff. But uh, she'll do the pickup orders. I haven't figured out her system of why she picks what store when she does. But this one was Walmart, and she came home, and um, she needed some probiotics for Olivia, who was all backed up. So bless her little soul. I think she shit herself in the la- like eight times in the last day because she was backed up. A little constipation. I was proud of her, though, because she's been ripping them since I got home today. She was ripping them and not even phased by it. I'm like, I had set probiotic. It's it's definitely working. It's pushing right through her system. She was sitting at the dinner table and just rips one. <laughs> Didn't even look around. She knew she did it, and she just took another bite of her chicken nugget. Like, nothing to see here. That's my girl. Daddy's proud. Proud father here. Uh, so, anyway, she came up to me. And she said, hey, this wasn't supposed to be in my order, but they mistakenly put it in the bag. Will you eat this? Cliffhanger. Do you want to know what it was? Of course you do. I'm not going to tell you. You can tune in to episode three for the cliffhanger. No, I'm just kidding. I'll tell you guys. Um, <laughs> no, it was a it was a tub, uh, probably a quart, right? Metric system. Probably a quart of strawberry ice cream. And... For those that know me, I love ice cream. It's the reason I haven't seen my abs outside of the skin cancer in years. I uh, I fall victim to it. Like if that was, that it, ice cream is my kryptonite, and I just I've given into it. I'll probably have a respectable two to three bowls a week. I don't eat it every single day. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm going a little bit too heavy on that. It's like when I go on an ice cream binge, like I'll binge pretty hard. Like I'll get a tub and I'll probably have it every other day, not every day. But then I'll go all of a sudden like two weeks and I won't eat it. But then I get the craving. I get the, I get the itch. I definitely get the itch. And uh, yeah, the fact that she said, will you eat this? And I was like, well, somebody's got to do it, right? Walmart believes in me. They threw it in the bag. They're trying to brighten my day. I needed it. I'm going to eat strawberry ice cream. I'm not biased to the ice cream game. They could have they could have put in... What's the shittiest type of ice cream? Let me think about this one. What ice cream wouldn't I eat? Bubble gum. Fuck bubble gum ice cream. That shit was in like a... Uh, we had Happy Joe's back in the day. So shout out to Happy Joe's. The original taco pizza back in Iowa. Bettendorf, Iowa. If you have had taco pizza, you can thank my hometown for having Happy Joe's. They claim it. Who knows if it's true? I haven't done any research, but they say it, and I believe in them. I'm not biased. But uh, they had bubblegum ice cream, and my friends would sometimes get bubblegum ice cream. I'm like, that's the most overrated ice cream of all time. It's pink and blue, and there's not even gum in it. Plus, if you were eating ice cream, and then all of a sudden a piece of gum appeared... It's probably like that, you know, the yellow wrapped bubble gum that you get like two or three chews into it. Kind of like juicy fruit. It tastes good for like two, I don't even call them bites, two chews of the gum. And then you're like, fuck, 
this sucks. And you like instantly spit it out. You're like, why did I think that was good? I know it's not going to be good, but yet I still had faith and I still believed in it. And then you, you know, uh, Big League Chew. Big League Chew was better than Juicy Fruit. And I guess this other, the yellow wrap gum I'm thinking of is just literally called bubble gum. And I think that's what they put in the ice cream. Anyway, uh, maybe coffee ice cream. That's probably up there. I haven't really had that. But I, I feel like I might have a little bit more of a, a taste for like a coffee ice cream. I think bubble gum's good. We'll see. I'll look into it for the next episode. But I think bubble gum is probably a final answer. Overrated ice cream. Luckily, they, they hit me with strawberry. And I'm a fan. I'll be honest. If there was a between Neapolitan ice cream, between your vanilla, your strawberry, and your chocolate, if you like chocolate, something is wrong with you. The milk chocolate ice cream, it's way overrated. I don't understand how people, that's like their, their go-to for ice cream. For me, it was always vanilla, then strawberry, and then chocolate. And as I've matured in my ice cream uh, adventures, we'll call them, I have now learned that strawberry overtakes vanilla because people disrespect, like a good vanilla, people know what I'm talking about. Vanilla is the tits when it's the good vanilla bean. But sometimes people go cheap and strawberry sense has taken over the number one spot in my heart when it comes to those basic three flavors. We're talking the basic three, the Neo, the Neo P. Uh, strawberry, vanilla, and then tum, 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 at the bottom is chocolate. Uh, doesn't mean I don't like chocolate. Like candy bars, just chocolate ice cream, not on the same level. Not even close. But uh, w- the Walmart gods and baby Jesus himself blessed me with a free tub of strawberry ice cream. And I crushed at least a third of it last night. And when I close out this podcast, guess what's on my mind? There's a reason I saved that note for last, and it was to remind myself, congrats, buddy. You worked out today. You probably burned like 300 calories. Go stuff 600 down your throat. Enjoy that ice cream. You earned it. And let's be honest, I did. I don't know what I did to to earn the ice cream, but Walmart wants me to have it. Somebody, Sophia doesn't like ice cream. That needs to be mentioned. Well... That's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. She does like ice cream, but her stomach doesn't do well with it. She eats like two bites, and I'm talking like the smallest bites, and her, she doesn't throw it up. It comes out the opposite end. Uh, sorry, sweetie. Um, it's it's not that bad. Like, there's a few times she's like, you know what? Fuck it. It sounds good. I'm going to do it. I'm like, uh, you should reconsider. And then she, uh, she almost instantly regrets it. She just doesn't do well with dairy. So, I got to man up and eat enough ice cream for the two of us to make sure that that tub gets put away and put away quick. Because it's taking up freezer space and we need more room. But uh, thank you to Walmart for doing exactly what I thought you would do and fucking up another order. But this time in my favor. You know, put one on the board for the home team. 2022 is going to be my year based on that. That one Walmart order. I can feel it. You know, it feels good. Georgia, the underdog. Well, technically, they're the favorite. But let's 
they were the underdog coming into the year. Alabama was always the favorite. They won. I had an underdog victory with my ice cream, right? Don't forget, this has now gone for an hour and 23 minutes. I said I'd stop at 30. We've talked about let – me, let me touch on some of the topics we've hit. My email had no no questions in the inbox, right? Fantastic week. I kept on checking my email. Didn't have any work to do. That's great. That's my battery saying shut the fuck up. We're running low. I can't gamble because I can't put a USB 50-50 shot and somehow I can't ever get it right. I go like 0 for 3 and then finally the fourth time I figure it out because I just jam the thing in there. Right? I was wrong about Starbucks. I had to change the intro to the song. I'm going to set up a link tree with an OnlyFans to a real account with nothing on it just to disappoint people. You freaks. Rollerblading's making a comeback. Shout out to Miles across the street. He's going to lead the Rollerblade Gang 2022. He's going to throw up some some cool-ass rollerblading gang signs, and I'm probably going to help him do it. So I hope his parents <laughs> like, are you, are you selling our kids drugs? No, I'm just teaching them some rollerblade, some gang signs. Uh, melanoma, we kiss that. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, easy stuff. Crushing in my bowl games, 90 percentile, and, of course, save the best for last. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream. For strawberry ice cream. Uh, congrats to the Georgia Bulldogs. I know I did say I would do this podcast on Sunday. That wasn't a joke. I figured I'd just do it on Monday twice to show myself that I can't, uh, I can't live up to my own expectations. Uh, I expect episode three. Sorry, I took the mic away there. Episode three will be out next Sunday, the 16th. Yeah, the 16th. So you'll get it a day sooner than what you waited for this one. Don't worry, baby birds. I'll feed you. And, uh, again, not going to promote this podcast until I have at least five episodes of nonsense and shit talking and humble brags. And then, uh, and then maybe we'll, we'll get into the arena of, uh, putting it out there for the, it's out there for the public, but if nobody knows about it, is it, is it still out there for the public? Who knows? Uh, tune in next week as always, uh, like share, subscribe. On Apple Podcasts, we got Spotify, SoundCloud, and if YouTube ever wants to comply, you can do it there too. And please, 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 don't write into the email or the the email what the hill podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Peace.